Well, again, friends and fellow truth seekers, Mike Nicholas here with another episode of the Soul Unleashed podcast, where it's my goal to help other left brain types like myself break out of the spiritual paradigms that they've constructed throughout their lives. Today's Tuesday, so it's kind of a more personal podcast, and I want to start out by giving a shout out to a couple friends that visit me today. I should say several friends, three guys that I served with back in the dark ages in uh, Germany when we were in the army together. And back at that time, I was uh, young and a little bit reckless, I guess, but I was uh, 20, 21, 22 years old, 23 years old, serving in a tank unit with the 1st Armored Division. And three gentlemen that were there with me, we were all youngsters at that time. Two of them were in my platoon. We called ourselves the 3rd Herd, part of A Company, uh, 3rd Battalion, 35th Armor, 1st Armored Division. And uh, two of the guys were in my my platoon, and another gentleman there was uh, the armor for A Company. But uh, terrific, terrific men, and uh, one of them, Terry, was my gunner on my tank. So it's just funny. I have pictures of what these guys look like and me that long ago. It's been about 44 years since we'd last seen each other, but through the miracle of Facebook, we were able to stay in touch. So uh, thank you. Uh, Terry and Harold and Ron for making it down to visit visit with me today. I appreciate it. Uh, and it just reminds me, I've mentioned this before on this podcast about you know my West Point classmates. When we all get together, it's just like you know time has stood still or, or time hasn't passed from when we were there and doing the things we were doing and just telling stories, uh, most of them true, <laughs> to each other about what happened. So thanks, guys. So this podcast today is not the short version. Uh, it, it really is a special treat. It's an interview with a lady that I met because of my experience with orbs, and she has the same type of experience. So her name is Kelly Joe, and Kelly Joe has her own website. I'll put this into the show notes called orbicaltimes.com. But Kelly Joe has a number of I would describe as paranormal experiences. So I'm going to let her describe all this. As we go through the interview, however, the first part, she talks about some of the experiences that happened with her daughter, Chloe, in their home in Canada. And then the second part of the interview has to do with how she came to see orbs and how that uh, that experience went. And the interview really runs about an hour and a half or so. So I cut it in half. And this is the first half. It's about 40 some minutes with Kelly Joe, But I'm really happy to have her, her share her story. I think you'll enjoy it. And uh, and please listen to the first part with this, the unusual experiences, but also the second part, which is about the orbs. And one other final quick note, the audio is not tip-top uh, like you're hearing me now. We had to do this uh, using uh, something different, and it just was not the best way to do it. So Kelly's audio is pretty good. I'm at the other end of the line, and I sound like uh, I'm talking through a tin can a little bit. But that's, that's what's happening. So it's easy to distinguish my voice and my questions from Kelly's. But I hope you enjoy it. Thank you. Hey, everybody. This is Mike Nicholas, and I'm here with Kelly Joe. And Kelly and I met – Kelly, I can't remember exactly how we did it, except that you have a website that deals with orbs, and as I do. Mm-hmm. And my experience has been that there's very few – websites out there that have uh, videos of orbs, plenty with pictures. 
and that's kind of how we came to know each other. Kelly Joe, what I'm going to ask you to do in just a second is to kind of give us some background, introduce yourself. But just to let you know, this podcast is really targeted for people that are left-brainers like I've been. And so what I look for in interviews and podcasts is something to help support the fact that there's something else out there. You know, I always think of how can I be of service to the people that listen to this podcast. And basically it is, I try to give them evidence that there is something beyond this world, beyond this life, and hopefully to bring them some comfort in that way. So that's kind of how I'm going to shape our discussion, if you don't mind. You you and I have talked about a couple things story-wise, so I know a little bit, but I'm looking forward to learning a lot more about what what you've been involved with. So I'm going to shut up for a second and just ask you, please, if you wouldn't mind uh, telling us more about yourself and kind of how you got involved with, well, what you're involved with, please. Okay. Yeah. Can you hear me okay? Perfect. Okay. Well, thanks for for um, for asking me to come for this interview. Um, I appreciate being on your cast. Um, I'm going to back it up just a second. And because you did mention that we connected in a certain way. so. What had happened was I saw your video online, and um, and then I thought, well, I'm compelled now to 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 reach out to you. So every now and then I look for online videos of orbs to see if there's, you know, others who are out there that are experiencing the same thing, sort of like that you and I have. And um, you know, sometimes I I reach out and and I ask them if they'd like to contact me, and I either get no reply or I get somebody that says, yeah, I don't, I don't think I want to really talk about it on a cast. I'm not comfortable. However, when I reached out to you, I didn't automatically say, hey, I've got orbs too. You want to come on my cast? <laughs> but, <laughs> but that's how sort of like we connected. And, uh, and, and grateful that you reciprocated and, and that you uh, picked up that little gauntlet and <laughs> you reached back out to me. So that's how I recall um, that I that I sort of met up with you, I guess. Other than that, do you want me to talk about uh, sure. orbs, or do you want me to talk about in the beginning? <laughs> I, I meant to mention to our listeners that you are Canadian. Um, I am, yeah, in Ontario. We have, mm-hmm. <laughs> we have listeners in Canada, so I can pick out how you say the word uh, out. Out. Uh, <laughs> you're from Canada. But yeah, yeah please, if, if, why don't you start from you know, the beginning when you first realized that you had some of the gifts that you have. You know what? Yeah. Here I go. <laughs> you're not, now you're not going to get a word in edgewise. <laughs> um, but okay. So I guess when my first paranormal experience, if you will, I remembered this, um, I don't know, I guess it wasn't that long ago in the scheme of things, um, probably a couple of decades ago. So I was around, I don't know, three or four years old, and I was sitting on the front stoop. So you know how homes can have a walkway leading to its door? Well, this house, it was still in Quebec. It was in a place called St. Eustache. Um, So I know how old I was when we were there. I was sitting on the stoop, and I was facing the, the road or the walkway, facing the street. So the door to the house was to my left. And I was sitting there crying. And I don't remember why I was crying. Maybe it was a time out or something. I don't know. Anyways, I had a, a sister of mine who was about a year older than me. She was inside the house 
at, remember those metal screen doors, Mike? I don't know if you remember those, but anyways, they had metal on the outside. Yeah. She had her, she was inside the house. She had her face pressed up against the screen. Um, But I didn't initially notice her there because my focus was on a man who was in front of me who just seemed to, I won't say materialize because I didn't see him materialize, but he was just in my memory was there. I was, he was an older guy. He was dressed in black. And no, this has nothing to do with men in black. (laughs) He was in a suit and he had a, a trench coat on too. And this is the thing I really remember. He was wearing a fedora hat, not not a big one, not a big gangster hat, more 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 of the small ones, you know. Mm-hmm. And he said something to me like "hello" or or something along those lines. And this is what I really remember. He took his right hand and he brought it up to his hat, and he took his hat off, and he did like a small bow to me, which was I don't know. Even at the time, I thought. Wow, like that's different. And I felt like he was there to, I don't know, like to comfort me. And he asked me like, what was wrong? Or why was I crying? Or something, you know, something along those lines. And I remember him like, so he was there and I was talking to him. But I I don't really remember the conversation or even how long it lasted. But what I do remember is my sister (laughs) was trying to get my attention and she didn't come outside, which sort of makes sense, perhaps, because, I don't know, maybe I was out there for a time out. She wasn't allowed to leave the house because she probably was only around like four or five, maybe, maybe four. Um, so anyways, she was trying to get my attention and she was calling me, but I was busy talking. And I finally turned around and I was, I can say that I was a little miffed, you know, when I look back at that time, because I was talking to this guy. And she was wanting to know, like, who was I talking to? Um, you know, what was I doing? And I said, I looked at her and I said, well, there's a man there. And as I turned my head back to him, and she was saying at the same time, well, there's no one there. And he was gone. And I remember feeling kind of like sad and and sort of bewildered because I was there. He was just like right there. He was right there close to my feet. And there was no <laughs> There was nowhere for him to have gone. Do, do you know what I mean? Do you remember any type of emotion associated with that, like f- fear or comfort? Or yeah, like like I said, I really felt he was there to to comfort me, and I, I was ignoring my sister. It was like like don't don't bother me. You know, like I'm busy here talking, <laughs> but I don't remember the content of what we were chatting about. I just you know, I mean that was many decades ago. But I, I just remember him like, hey, what's wrong? Or or what are you doing? Or what's going on? Or something along those lines. And he just, I didn't see him walk up. I didn't see him walking across the street or along the sidewalk. He was just there. And then he was just gone. <laughs> and my sister was like, there's nobody there. Who are you talking to? What are you talking about? Even, you know, at that young age. Um, so at what point, obviously not then, but when did you realize that was unusual? Uh, yeah, again, I, re- I had this memory, um, you know, a few decades ago and going, oh, yeah. And it was probably one of those things, either talking to one of my siblings about things, um, probably to then my eldest sibling, because she lived in a town where I had <laughs> yet another weird experience. But I don't know if this is 
I don't know if this is paranormal or not. In a nutshell, it had <laughs> it had me driving in a car on what do they call it? A dark and scary night. No, <laughs> it was it was a dark, long road. Uh, it was coming up from one town straight with no lights that was heading towards um, Borden, base Borden. So a military base where they do trainings and it was pitch black. If you turned off the lights of the car, you would not know where you were going. So (laughs) to have anybody walking along that road is very odd because I don't know how they would get their footing. Do do you know what I mean? I mean, they would probably feel the pavement under them and then know when they're not on the pavement. But there was somebody there that was hitchhiking. I came across them as I was driving and I could see them coming and boom, they were there. And I just kept going. And then I thought, oh, my gosh, some poor guy, you know, (laughs) some poor guy is heading up. But it was late at night, uh, probably past curfew, which I didn't realize then, Uh, you know, getting up to base Borden. I automatically I cannot at this point recall if he was base Borden, like if he was in a uniform or not. Do you know what I mean? Anyways, I thought, oh, my gosh, I looked in the rearview mirror. Of course, everything was pitch black. And I thought. Some poor person is trying to get back to the base. And here I am going, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> you know. And I thought, oh, man, you know, you've got to be generous. Like, everything will be okay. I'm going to slow. And I did. I slowed down. I slowed down, and I was about to turn around. And then, boom, he appeared again <laughs> in front of my car. And I went, okay, you know what? I'm putting on the gas. I'm leaving. I'm out of here. My adrenaline was so high. I thought, okay, that was the same guy. Like that was the same guy. <laughs> and I thought, that's impossible. This is a warning. Keep going. And so I did. <laughs> um, which, you know, I mean, take it for what you will. But <laughs> I guess in regards to, to things that have happened in the past, you know, my grandmother, my mother's mother, she could read um, like tea leaves and she would predict things And one story that I can recall, and I don't know if, as stories tend to do as the years go on, maybe I'm inflating it or my memory of it is sideways. I'm not sure. But but I do remember that the story went that she predicted a fire um, and she told the parents of, of these twin girls that she had the... I guess, vision, or I'm not even sure at this point, and she's long gone. Um, But apparently there was a fire, and I think that the twins that she was trying to warn the parents about, that they died in the fire. And so she, the story goes, and this is from my mother, not, that was from my mother, not from her. Um, uh, She was like called a witch and, you know, sort of taunted about like get out of town uh, that's like the part of the the history that I have and I can't verify that with her and even if I had been told that when she was alive she ended up having Alzheimer's so that would be pretty hard to sort of confirm those things with her at, at what age did you start to accept that you were having uh, unusual experiences I don't know that that's a good question I think You know, my sisters, more so than my brothers, we would kind of yak about different things, uh, about, you know, things that would happen, but but not, I mean, not really in in depth. And uh, 
I would say probably in my 20s. But even then, I just discounted them. I didn't, yeah, I don't know. I guess I was just kind of, you know, living life or whatever and not really paying attention, even to my mother's stories, um, who she's no longer here. But, but you know, she had things that I just sort of discounted and went, what are you talking about? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But but we'd always sort of remember uh, some of her tales, and I think a, a good story because because I was a part of of that story is that when my father was sick, uh, my parents had been um, divorced for for many years. My father was living out in BC, in Canada, and my mother was still in, in Quebec. And uh, so most of my siblings went to the hospital where he was in BC, even though we had been estranged from him for for quite a while. At least I had, and I would say a fair amount for most of the other other siblings. But anyways, um, so we were there. He was sick in bed, and uh, I mean, really sick. <laughs> and um, and we knew he was he was dying. And one of my siblings, after he passed, phoned my mom to, to let her know. And she said, yeah, I already know. And they're like, well, how did, were you just like guessing or how did you know this? And she said, no, I saw him in the daytime. She was out, apparently, outside in the back in her vegetable garden. Mm-hmm. And she had a sense of being stared at. And she turned around and saw him up on the porch. And he was in his shorts with his bare feet. Uh, and I think he had his black, the, the, these things were poignant to for my mother, his black rim glasses on. And um, she said that, you know, they just, well, that's all she, she mentioned, that they just looked at each other and they stared at each other. And then he, he just disappeared. And so she knew that, that he had passed. You, um, thank you for that. You shared one story with me that one of you could, could relay again about I think it's your daughter seeing somebody that was also verified by your your mother, your grandmother. Yeah, yeah. So in regards to uh, my daughter, Chloe, and my mom, I'll give you sort of a thumbnail sketch, I guess, of the event involving, I'm going to call it a ghost slash spirit, because it appeared in different forms to my daughter. And so anyways, that happened when my daughter, Chloe, was around, she was around four too, not for two, but for as well. And that was in uh, just outside of Ottawa. Uh, and this story has a connection, uh, I guess, a connecting encounter, I guess, if you will, with my mother. So I, I want to preface this, though. I'm not, it's not like I'm giving myself a plug or anything, but, but by, by letting your listener know that um, they can hear Chloe's telling of, and I think that that's important, of her encounters with this spirit in an earlier podcast on on the Oracle Times. And I'm not sure the number. It might have been two or three or four. I, I don't okay. know. One of those encounters happened when, like I said, when she was around four and this happened in our home in Ottawa. So it, it was early in the morning and I think it was a weekend because we were sort of sleeping in and my husband and I were still in bed and Chloe entered the room. So again, she was around four years old. Um, she crawled up <laughs> between us, and well, I guess we tried to encourage her to lay quietly because, you know, we were tired and we tried to wanted to get back to sleep. But I didn't. But my husband did, of course. <laughs> and as I lay there, I had my eyes closed, 
And I remember feeling like something shifted or I don't know. There was just that feeling that something was up. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyways, I opened my eyes and I, I mean, she was right there beside me to my right and her eyes were wide open. And right away, I just felt it on there. Something like, I said something like, you know, what's wrong or what's up or something along those lines. And she said, mommy, she either said like there is or there like there was just um, a man that's looking into the door. And by that, she meant the door to, to the bedroom, to our bedroom. And I knew she was telling the truth. I, I always had that sense from her. She She played a lot, but she never had a make-believe friend. That, that just wasn't her jam. It wasn't her MO. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, I didn't want to, um, like, I didn't want to panic her. And I didn't want her to detect the panic that was sort of, I felt was rising. And I thought, oh, my gosh. Because right away, I knew she was telling the truth. Um, but I didn't want to blow off what she was saying. So I started to ask her questions like, um, you know, oh, casually. Oh, yeah, like. Where where is he? Uh, what's he doing? What does he look like? You know that kind of thing, and she, without any hesitation, was you know came back with with the the answers, and so what she described was she said, well, it's that man because she had seen him before in the physical form, which I won't get into right here. <laughs> she talks right. about that in that episode, but she was mentioning that. He was the man, the man. <laughs> he had black, slicked, backed, you know, back hair, like like gel or something. So that was pretty specific. Uh, he was wearing a red checkered shirt. He had on, um, and I can't remember. And what I mean is I just, I can't remember <laughs> even from the, in, for, from interviewing you know, her. Uh, it wasn't jeans. I think she recognized there were some sort of work pants. Like she, I think she might've said like daddy's pants. So the brown ones. So before jeans were popular, you know, um, I mean, people I used to wear. Me she had described something like a work attire or something. Like yeah. Like I think she was thinking of like the blue ones or the brown ones, like her dad's. But she also mentioned that he had like straps straps on him and what she meant was um um geez no i forgot the name suspenders exactly exactly so that's that's what she meant um anyways so you know so she she started to tell me about that and i asked her if he was still there like as she was telling me you know giving me replies and she said no that he left but and she had told me this before he didn't like us now she was really concerned. She was actually frightened because the way she was seeing him, and she told me this, was she called it, instead of saying the word translucent, she said he was sparkling and that she could see through him, but see him. And that really confused her. And that made her afraid because she was seeing him in the physical before. So he was for her right there in the room. And again, without getting into it, yes, there was times that this had happened. And I heard her dresser move away from the wall, and there's no way she could have moved it. And I said, what's going on? And she said, it's okay. I'm just playing with him. And I said, who, you know, but again, I'm not going to get into that. So I knew that it was the same ghost or spirit that she was referring to. Um, Yeah, so that was something that, 
you know, I didn't, I didn't talk about, I, I told, I told my husband, but he was like, she probably is just dreaming. She's probably, and I said, no, she's not. She's not just dreaming. Anyways, proceeding that event. Um, and again, I didn't tell my mom. I didn't tell my, I didn't tell anybody about it except again for my husband. Um, so my mom had come to visit. This was after the fact. And, and I don't know. I don't know, two or three days. I, I I can't remember. I know it was in the summer still. And that this event also took place not at during school for Chloe. So my mom was visiting. So one one night she woke up screaming, right? And she said she had a dream of a man who was asking her for help. He was asking her, she said, like over and over again for help. Can you help me? I need help. And she said that he had his uh, arm. His hand, like, outstretched to her. Um, and, and, of course, I pulled the old, it was just a dream, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then she started, she, she described what he was wearing, which matched, yeah, too close to what Chloe was talking about. The greaseback hair, the dark hair, the checkered shirt, the suspenders, all of those things. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Was this in the same house? This is in the, not in the house where I am now, but in that nope. house outside of Ottawa. Yeah, where yeah. Chloe yeah, yeah. Your yeah, because house. that time frame, it, it again, her visiting preceded the event with Chloe in, in the bed with us. And now, how long passed? I don't know. A week? A month? I, I'm not sure. Do you know what I mean? Okay, so your mother described this dream and described this individual, and then Chloe later described no. the same guy. No. Chloe's event happened first, not okay. preceding. Like, Chloe's event preceded. My mother's visit proceeded uh, Chloe's event. Okay. So my mother visited and after the fact of what happened okay. to Chloe. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm struggling with so, pre and pro. So it. <laughs> it's okay. That's what, maybe I'm saying it wrong. I don't no, know. That's okay. Okay. And so when she started saying that, I was like, oh my God. So I didn't say anything. I waited for the next day and I said, look, I wasn't going to tell you, but here's what happened. And she said, okay, there's something else that happened that I didn't tell you about. And I'm there. Okay, here we go. Bring it on. What are you talking about? She said, while we were talking the other day, is what my mother was saying to me. Let's say this was the morning chat. She said, yesterday, while we were talking, she, this is so weird. She said, I saw a round circle in back of you with a man's face in it. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, I, and I said to her, what? What are you talking about? And she said, it was a circle with a man's face. It was the same guy that I had a dream about. And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like a circle? What do you, what do you, I had no idea about like the concept really of orbs back then. Yeah. I didn't know what she was talking about. And, you know, I feel bad about it now instead of going, oh, wow, do tell. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Isn't that interesting? Um, <clears throat> and all she could say after hearing about Chloe's encounter was, you should bring a, a priest. You should bring a priest into here to bless this house. And I was like, um, no, <laughs> like <laughs> no. And you know, she was worried about this guy. She was 
really worried. She said, I think that he needs help. I really feel bad. I think you should bring a priest in. I'm, you know, she was already like praying for him, if you know what I mean. And apparently he was giving her good feels, like, but had contempt for us. Like, he, from Chloe's memory, and she had told me this before, that man in the house doesn't like you guys, mummy. He doesn't like, he likes me, but he doesn't like you too. And I'm like, what? We never even spanked you as a child. What's the problem? <laughs> so, uh, so what was the resolution to all this? I mean, did you just leave the house and leave him there or what? Well, we did end up leaving. And the funny thing is I spoke to, <laughs> I spoke to my best friend who I never talked paranormal with. She just, cause I knew she wasn't into it. I didn't really talk about it back then. And, um, I said to her, here's something weird. I think we might have brought his energy back and like with us, like into the house. I hope that isn't the case into where I am now. And she was like, what are you talking about? Like, you're weird. <laughs> you know? Have so, you seen him since? No, I've never seen him. And either had, and, and, and the same with Chloe. Uh, and she would have told me. Okay. So no, uh, no, thank Thank God, I hope he's just like resting it out still there. Um, but yeah, after that, I knew my mother would tell my sisters, so I, I told them about it, and they had the same response, like bringing a priest. <laughs> you know what I mean? Bless, are you, are bless you Catholic? Uh, I was brought up a Catholic, but I'm no longer a, you know, a practicing Okay. Um, so, well, me too. Me too. So yeah. when your mother said bring a priest, she was speaking about a Catholic priest. Yeah. Yeah, a priest as opposed to a minister. Sorry, I you know I automatically use the word priest to equate with like a Catholic, sure, clergy. I guess. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so Kelly, Joe, since since you you got into orbs there a little bit, can you can you tell us you know how the orbs started for you? Um. Sure. Uh, I, I'm going to have to, I think I, it's probably good to sort of back it up just a wee bit. And I should mention Rocky the cat's toy. <laughs> so Rocky the cat, my, that was my daughter, Chloe's cat. Um, you know, she got him from the shelter and this was in either the summer or heading towards the fall of 2019. Okay. okay. So we got the cat. Named it Rocky, got Rocky some toys, and one of those toys was a, a round plastic battery-operated cat toy. Um, and to get really specific, the red one. <laughs> so anyways, so he had that. And again, still in 2019, I was, I don't, it, was it was around 3 o'clock. It was around 3 a.m. in the morning. And I was on my way from my room to the washroom. and. At the corner of my eye, to the right, I noticed the cat ball was flashing. It was located on the floor in my daughter's room near what I'll call a cat tree. You know, those, those sure. yeah, okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have to explain that. <laughs> okay, good. So it was flashing. And I stopped there. And I, I don't know why, I knew, I was like, okay, I'm supposed to see this. This is not caused by rocky it wasn't just played with and it was the kind of ball that one has to manipulate in order for it to start flashing on and off i could see that my daughter and the cat my daughter was in bed the cat was curled up beside her i could see that because my daughter 
had the curtains in her room open and the light was sort of from the from from the road was sort of illuminating some of her room so i i could see that and the cat wasn't moving and so i thought but still it might be might have been the cat eh, whatever so i went to the washroom and i knew when i got out of there it would still be going but i thought you know whatever I laughed. It's only last for a short period of time they when do. it is activated, right? That's right. And, you know, I think at one time I did actually time it out. And so I don't know. I, it's been a while. I'm going to give it 10 to 12 seconds. That's that's what I'm thinking. And maybe okay. that's generous. I don't know. But I came back out and it was blinking. And I stayed there and it stopped. And then it started again. And I went, <laughs> okay, something's up. And I went back to bed. That was it. And then in the morning or in the afternoon, whatever, I talked to, to, to Chloe about this. And I said, Lois, listen, this cat toy went off. And I think, and she said, yeah, probably. <laughs> just, like, just like that. Deadpan. No. She said, yeah, probably. There's probably something in the room. And I'm like, okay, then. So. Now how old was she then? Uh, so the she should probably back then. No. So back then she would have been probably around 14, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um in 2019. Oh I, yeah, did I? Yeah. So I said 2019. Yeah, you're right. Oh my gosh. So she's 25 now, so bring it back. <laughs> Whatever that was. <laughs> that's because that's the case. She's getting Three, married at four. Uh, 16. Yeah, so 20. <laughs> so so sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. You know that's what? Okay. Because 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 when we moved in here, she was around 11 years old. And okay. we had, before the flashing light thing, again, not really getting into it, we had some paranormal issues here involving mimic voices, involving her hearing scratching on her <laughs> on her walls, um, and just kind of the smell of perfume or the smell of smoke, things like that had happened, which, again, we tried to, we were aware of it, and we just, we didn't plunge into it. So I so guess she, but she had basically accepted these things as paranormal and so the flashing ball was not a oh, huge yeah. surprise to her. It it okay. wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, for me, I was still saying, Hey, you know, maybe it could be, or maybe, or maybe the batteries have to be changed, or all of those, <laughs> right? All of right. those things. That's um, what I would think. Exactly. Or maybe there was a truck that rolled around outside, or maybe it was picking up a vibration, or all of those things I tried to sort of put in to that equation um but anyway but anyways yeah so so she doesn't seem to be too um um surprised or or, or really moved if you will um by that so from that if you just sort of go up to march 2020 and that for for me was when i first i guess captured orbs on video anyways, we had a few orbs in our digital pictures that again, we just sort of went, huh, you know, whatever. <laughs> when we first moved into the house, um, big ones too, in the empty house that we started, you know, taking pictures of. Um, but we didn't give it a lot of credence. Anyways, in March, 2020, and I'm realizing a lot of, um, a lot of things seem to be, or have been happening for people around that timeline. And maybe it is because people were at home, um, locked away or something. But I know at this point, I don't think the lockdown 
yet had occurred because it was in early March, but it was still in everybody's, you know, it was still in my psyche. I know that. So anyways, I had been using um, uh, up until that point, a Blackberry and I got a new phone. And so I was just in my bedroom and I didn't have the video going, but I was remember being in the video section, looking through the phone and going, oh my gosh, this has a flash on it because the BlackBerry didn't. Uh-huh. And while I was doing that, things were like flying by. And I thought, wow, is this ever dusty in here? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, what is, and then when I saw them elongate, I'm there, what is going on? So I still, you know, I was still fooling around with the camera. And then I started to videotape. Not with the intention of where are you? It was just, okay, so the videotape works this way and I put it on and the flash, can, you know, all of those things. And then <clears throat> that was my first video of orbs. Two orbs came in. They were on the, what I'd call bluish side. And they came in, originally I thought it was in through the bedroom door, but I, when I slowed down the video, it looked like they came through the wall. So whatever, they came through that direction and they passed in front and I was in the video, which I don't, maybe I should have, but I don't have, I didn't leave that audio in. I was like, what, what, what is that? What did I just see? What the heck was that? You know, that kind of thing. And then I looked at it over and over and over again and I thought, oh my gosh, like those are orbs. And then from there, it just was a journey down Filming. Can I ask you a quick question. Sure. When you you said those are orbs, what where'd that term come from for you? I don't know, um, because I'm sure that I must have encountered it. You know, m- maybe I saw it on shows. I doubt it back then, but maybe it was. You know, here here's what I equate this to, Mike. I can remember there was an event in my life, and I'm talking a few decades ago, and I was talking to my sister, and. I won't get into what happened, but it it was a it was a pivotal moment. And I said to my sister, I don't know why I left that. It was as though, and I use this term, it was as though a spirit guide had helped me. And she said, A what? And I said, I don't know. I said, I don't even know why I use that term. I don't even know what that is. So <laughs> it yeah. so it sort of was like that. And I'm sure I must have come across that terminology but again without ever really digging into it or exploring it and i don't know sorry i don't even know i think my daughter was the first one to have a computer um before even we did to go out you know to 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 search for things and explore things on youtube um yeah that that just that wasn't happening so somehow i knew i i can't if if I ever remember, you know, what it was, um, I, yeah, I'll let you know. I, I think, okay. I mean, I do remember seeing these round circles in uh, our digital photographs and going, oh, yeah, look at those. They must be orbs. But why and how and we, I, I, I don't know. Now for, I, the, I, for the skeptics out there, what convinced you that what you were seeing through the video was not dust um because because what i in the initial stages what i would do is i would like shake something or like puff a pillow 
puff a pillow or, you know, move a comforter and film that and see what I got. And as I um, filmed in different rooms, mostly in my bedroom, but along the way, I noticed that these, what I call these guys, (laughs) these guys would appear sometimes solid or opaque. Uh, They would seemingly, and I mean, I have video of that, but come out of the, the closet or out of the door or up in the floor or something along those lines, and they would come towards me. And as they were doing so, they would sometimes change in um, density, uh, in intensity, things like that. So I went, well, dust doesn't do that. So, yeah. <laughs> or especially uh, when they would elongate. And one that I have that had split apart. I mean, it split apart and it circled back. And that was pretty fantastical for me. And yeah, there's no way. I don't care <laughs> what anybody says. <laughs> and really, it wasn't about what anybody said. For the longest time, I kept this to myself. Share for over a year with anybody. I was just taking these things like incognito in my house. <laughs> you know what I mean? In, in the room. And they would appear during the night or during the day. It, it, it didn't really matter. Kelly Joe, did they were they always moving or were they were like stationary? Because there's a lot of people with pictures of orbs, but when you do the video, are they always moving? Yeah, the only time that I could say stationary is, and then even then, when you look at it on video, is they would like one looks like a tulip <laughs> as it's like as it stayed in front of the camera. So for me. They were always in movement. There was always an energy to them. Um, except for once when I saw them, coincidentally, in the washroom. Uh, that may have been something to do with water. I'm not sure. But I saw them close to the floor. And they looked like, well, now what I'd call plasma. But I, I called it jelly because I didn't know what else what other terminology to give them. And I said to Chloe, because I didn't have a phone <laughs> that, that she had, you know, she had all the, um, the good equipment, if you will. And I, and I remember yelling out to her saying, you've got to come in here with your camera. I need you to film something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I now said, you weren't seeing these with your naked eye or were yeah, you? No, th- this one I was. And that's why I called her in and I said, Chloe, can you see this over here? And she said, nope. And I said, film it. So she put on her video. I said, turn on the flash. I said, can you see something now? And she said, yep. <laughs> so so you initially saw the, it with the camera and the flash, uh, or the light, I guess. It's not really a flash, yeah, right? The torch. The yeah, leaving the, the, the torch on, yeah. But but you, you were able, uh, I didn't know this before when we were talking, mm-hmm. you were able to see the uh, orbs, if you will, with your naked eye. Yeah, that only happened once, Mike. Um, and why, I don't know. And I was a little freaked out, to, to be honest, because I didn't know what it was. I could, they were just in shapes of circles, and really they weren't moving. This, what, what color why was, was it? It was like jelly. It was clear, but it was also, again, it's hard to uh, think of a, I don't know what you can think of it as, not even a bubble. It, there was a clear density to them? I, I don't know how else to 
like to explain that was it, was that or it describe 3D it. to you or or two oh, yeah like I, I didn't go and poke them although i you know looking back i should have do you know what i mean <laughs> but i mean I, did it appear like a ball in three dimensions or just as a circle two dimensions no it was three-dimensional for me and it was like there's there it is there's an ins it was jelly like a like I like I now I say plasma. I don't even know if that's the correct term, um, but that was the only time. Uh, and maybe it wasn't an orb. That's what I thought that it was, and that's what she saw through the cam through through her camera. Yes. And she had filmed orbs before through her camera because I had requested to her again, yelling to her, saying, "Come down to the living room. I think there are." Like, you've got to come here and film me. Uh, something's going on because I was smelling an intense smell of roses in, um, in, my, in our living room. And I, and I said to her, you know, can, can you see anything? Is there, she said, yep. Okay, that wraps up part one of my interview with Kelly Joe. I'm going to get the other second part out here either uh, Thursday or a little before that if I, can, uh, if I can edit it by then. Thank you for listening. Again, if you want to reach me, I'm available at through my website, MikeNicholas.com, or my email, Mike at MikeNicholas.com. I'd be happy to hear from you and respond to any questions or comments that you might have. And again, if you'd like to leave a uh, like or a follow, for the podcast, I really appreciate it. Or any type of uh, review and comments are also appreciated. Thanks for now. Bye bye.